do it. It's hit the books time, part of the Hammer Betting Network, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish. I'm merely Brad Powers. Before we talk already, week nine of the college football season, we always recap what we just saw in week eight of college football. And Kanish, unfortunately for us, our pocketbooks, our viewers, was not our best effort last week. One and four on best bets. Uh, not a good look. I have been told, I will say, and usually I start off the show talking a, a team uh, from another league, but I was told specifically by uh, Mr. Bobby Pizza and uh, Alex over at the Hammer Betting Network, I'm not allowed to talk Detroit Lions football for uh, I think no, for and sake and everyone else's sake. I sent them a cease and desist that said, uh, no lie part, put it in the contract. I will not be talking lying for 2022. Uh, if you ask me about it, uh, I have to file a legal motion and a PPO against anybody asking me about lying. So yes, no comment on that organization. Um, we'll, we'll move forward. Let's move forward. Uh, unfortunately, let me just recap. Cause you know, we don't, I, you know, I, we, we mentioned the winners, we mentioned the losers and, my goodness, one and four for our best bets last week. I'll start with a positive Boise State outright winner there. Uh, didn't have to sweat that one. They were, you know, pretty much led that one from start to finish over Air Force. The problem we had with our best bets last week was quarterback injuries. Let's start with Kansas State, a team that was up 18 as an underdog, uh, blew that one. Uh, and, you know, not only down to a backup, down to a third string quarterback for a couple of series in the second half. I mean, I never thought I'd miss Adrian Martinez, but they certainly missed him. They actually missed probably even the backup that they probably would have covered if he didn't miss a couple series. Yeah. And Will Howard, that was an unfortunate loser. Anything you take from that one, Kanish? No, I mean, it's a it's a brutal one. TCU, and, and I grant I saw somebody in the chat, TCU Futures, got to myself. They're on the run. People, we were talking early season about the the USC run that they were on. TCU's on, like, this like like this this Powerball-esque run of facing teams uh, with injury. I'm not even sure the TCU teams, that's good. I think they're going to play for the Big 12 title. I don't really know if they're, you know, uh, really any good. I, I, don't, I don't think the defense is good. Um, yeah. But, hey, they're getting the results somehow managed to – to cover, I would have liked a TCU win and a KSU cover, uh, but uh, so yeah, no, that was a brutal one, um, and yeah, a couple others that uh, we 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 struck out on the QB roulette last week. Yeah, Northern Illinois, not much to dig in there. I mean, Rocky what? Lombardi, what half, half hour before the game is out? I mean, what no, the hell the was that? Before they started, they started the other guy, and then we like is it somebody somebody. There's that company, that uh, U.S. Integrity. Somebody look into this. Like, the week before, they announced the other guy as starter. He plays one snap, and then they put in Lombardi. And then this week, they announced Lombardi, and then they pull him out. What what is going on? Agree. Specifically in the MAC. Like, all of a sudden, uh, there's other ones. Like, Gabbert from Miami, Ohio, all of a sudden, surprise starter, he's back. Yeah, I mean, he was always up for the season, and then then the half hour before the game, there he's playing, and then Western Michigan. I lost money on that. I was like, oh, Miami, Ohio, banger, Gabbard's back, Western Michigan's playing a true fresh. They lose outright. Getting Mac info is like getting info from, like, war-torn Syria where there's, like, no internet. <laughs> and like, where the, like they have people, like, somebody, like, on a, like, a walkie-talkie, like, <laughs> Gabbard's back. <laughs> You're like, what? Like, I didn't even know he was still on that. I thought he, like, went to sell insurance because he was out for the year. Yeah, I mean, Morse code or something. I don't know with the Mac. I mean, I've been betting it and been okay. 
I will, we will get into it. There's another, I think, under the radar Mac injury that no one's talking about right now on one of the better Mac quarterbacks. We'll see. He got hurt on the final play. He might not play this week. Hint, hint. Uh, we'll get to that later. I'm sure we'll find out 45 seconds before kickoff. Yeah, pretty much. And from it, some it, intern yeah. for like the Toledo Blade that does, that's not even getting paid. That's like, oh, Taquan Finn. I don't. I, 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 he's actually not in pads. Kickoff here in 30 seconds. Yeah, pretty much. And, and well, let's be honest. I mean, the MAC is not a conference that has quality quarterback depth. A lot of these guys are worth three, four, maybe in Finn's. You know, he might be worth five or six points of the point spread. So, I mean, these are critical, critical pieces of news that we're just not getting throughout. No, no even hints of information throughout the course of the week. A couple others. I mean, Jeff Sims for Georgia Tech gets hurt. And there there goes uh, Georgia Tech's chances of covering that one out the window. You talk about TCU benefiting from backup quarterbacks. Virginia. They're going to play another backup quarterback maybe this week against Miami, although I kind of like Miami, to be honest with you. I think Virginia's a piece of crap. I mean, we've been talking about this for weeks. Uh, the other one, I'm trying to – oh, Clemson. Are you kidding me? I mean, their quarterback gets benched. And, look, I, Syracuse deserved the cover there. I, I, they had some call, some hellacious calls go against them in the game. But I knew it. That 90-yard fumble That's return touchdown – Ended up being the difference. I mean, that's a, t- a ten to fourteen point swing. I mean, Clemson covers if not for that early in the you know first part of that game. So, not a good look for us. A- any other thoughts on our best bets before we talk about some other teams that impressed and didn't impress us last week? I mean, the Sims when Zach. We talked Matt quarterbacks here. Zach Gibson comes in and woo. Like first of all. You can see why Jeff Collins got fired because he brings that guy in to be the backup quarterback. Like, I, I, you could find somebody in D2 that's better than that. Goes like three for 18. The last play of the game, he just runs out of bounds. Like, ah, nah, it's over. Like, I'm not even going to throw one down here. Like, pathetic. If Sims can't play, I don't know. I don't know what Florida State's good to this week, uh, but I know it's higher than whatever the market's at right now. So, because Gibson, all time miserable performance. Um, so, yeah, that was a brutal one. Uh, and, yeah, as you said, as soon as when you're laying 13 and a half and you're about to score, as soon as I saw DJ fumble the ball and Q scoop it up, yeah. I hit the channel chance. Up, oh, I can take this one off one of the screens because that baby is good. You ain't covering 14 when uh, you basically have a 14-point swing in one play. So, yeah, some bad run there, but, hey, we got to bounce back. Yeah, we do. There's, I mean, another week. We got five or six of them, uh, more of them here. We got to finish strong. Speaking of finishing strong, or at least a team that's finished strong the last couple of weeks, team impressed me. I hate to admit it. I don't like the guy, but he wins football games. Brian Kelly, LSU. They finished Ole Miss in the second half to the tune of 28 nothing, outscoring the Rebels after being down. This is the third game now that LSU's trailed by at least 13 points at one point in the game, and they've won. I, I'll, I'll tell you how they do it. They do it by Jaden Daniels taking care of the football. He runs around. I mean, a Jaden Daniels scramble is one of the best plays in college football this year. He has 30 rushes on more than 10 yards. I think it's 12 more than any other power five quarterback in the country. Uh, they're playing some good defense. I like that true freshman linebacker, number 40, that Perkins kid. Uh, now, with that being said, I'm not saying LSU is a play on team down the stretch. They got road games against Arkansas, Texas A&M. Who knows with those two teams? Uh, it can be Jekyll or Hyde. And then, obviously, the next game will be a big game we'll talk about next week against Alabama. But 
so far, the last couple of weeks, nice bounce back for, for LSU. They impressed me specifically in that second half. Any thoughts on that one? I mean, safe to say that Brian Kelly is a better football coach than Ed Orgeron. Uh, I, I don't think yeah. there's that. He might he might not have the Southern draw on the deep voice and be as much of a ladies' man, uh, but the man hate him, love him. Most people hate him. I think we both agree on that. Uh, the man can coach football. He knows how to run a football program. Because, I, I, again, yeah, we, we mentioned a few times on the show this year that I thought at a few points their season was going to go off the rails. Uh, he, and even got back, like, a couple of guys early that, you know, Keyshawn Boutique, that the guys that are a, a little bit of like the club LSU program carryovers that you thought they were going to quit the team. He somehow got them to buy back in and they're, and they're yep. playing good football. So yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, you gotta, you gotta pay the man uh, his respect. He knows how to put it together. So yeah, that was a, I thought, yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> I thought, you know, early when they go down, I'm like, all right, this is finally the LSU. Like they're going to get run out here. Takes a lot to, to 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 come back in that game uh, and get it together and make the adjustments. So, more credit to them. Uh, yeah, that was a uh, that was a rough one. I question in the chat there. I, where are you at on on club? Because this is interesting. I don't think I know people are like making the. He's not Trevor Lawrence whatsoever. Like he is not a guy that I'm seeing these splash plays on the wow factor. That when Lawrence took over for Kelly Bryant, it, it was like a. I mean, like a yep. generational, obviously the guy goes one in the draft, a generational. Klubnik is not that level of player. So I don't, I, I get GJ was struggling, had a few turnovers, they made the switch, but it's not like Klubnik came in and then made a bunch of play. Like, I, I I thought they, I think they're better off sticking with DJ, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't see it with Klubnik. Yeah, I think, you know, Dab will probably tip his hand in the post game saying that, I mean, he just, you know, pull the starter. It's almost like a starting pitcher. Just sometimes you ain't got it at quarterback. And, you know, DJ didn't have it for that particular game. Yeah, I I don't expect it. Look, they got a bye this week. Then they're in South Bend. I don't expect to see Klubnik making his first career start in South Bend. Uh, they'll stick with DJ. He'll probably have a short leash uh, it, it, probably the rest of the season. He, he won't be able to, you know, struggle consistently. And, you know, the, I, I agree with you. It, it's not – Klubnik is far, and sh- you know, head and shoulders above – DJ, he just he didn't have it for for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I agree with Ryan B. There, not ready. Will be next year though. Uh, it'd be inter- interesting to see if uh, DJ goes pro or maybe transfers. That, that'll be something to, to look out for. He's not gonna be a high draft pick. I'll tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> no. A couple other things in the chat: the TCU Kansas State t- big tickets to win the Big Twelve. You know, I don't know. I, I mean, we got it's a week by week basis in the Big Twelve. I mean, I think it's super competitive. Uh, I mean, all 10 teams are capable of beating one another. I think just sit tight. What would you say right there? I mean, I'm not looking. Oklahoma State's banged up. I know they just beat Texas. Who, who the hell knows? I think on a pure, on a neutral field, Texas is the best team. But, I mean, when you blow leads consistently, now six of them under Sark in a year and a half, I don't know if anything's safe uh, with them. Obviously, Oklahoma State got some, you know, some home cooking. Uh, and, and that kind of leads into a team that impressed me. Kudos to Oklahoma State. Market was totally anti against them in that Texas game. And, uh, you know, they're banged up, missing a half dozen people uh, on the defense. Defensive line's banged up. Secondary, they're dropping like flies during the game. They rally beat Texas. Although I got to say, I mean, are you kidding me? Texas has 14 penalties. Oklahoma State has zero. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been watching college football for 30 years. I have never seen a disparity that big, at least – with the one team having a goose egg and the other team having 14. Have you ever seen that, Kanish? 
No, and that uh, peak Big 12 conspiracy, uh, the message boards were fired up on that one. So, yeah, no, that's a great I, – I would just sit on the t- – it's going to be hard even, unless TCU completely goes in the tank for them just not to make it. Like, then you'll, you'll have options if they make it. They've got the tiebreakers now, and all the other teams have kind of beat up. They've got the Kansas State tiebreaker. Texas is already down multiple losses. Like, at this point – even though I, I, we just said that TCU by no means uh, is elite or any of that, could see them dropping a few games with the the, the position they're in. It's just going to be hard for them not to make it. So, yeah, um, yeah I just sit on that ticket, and then uh, whoever they ended up playing in the big – I mean, unless they lose three out of five, four out of five or something, uh, they'll probably Sonny be Dykes in the – Sonny Dykes is capable of doing it. Well, that, that's – yeah, it, it's hard to put your faith in him, but – they're in the catbird seat. So, yeah, I just kind of ride that uh, until the championship game and see where you're at there. Uh, agree there. Uh, another team that impressed me uh, from one of the big games from last week, uh, Oregon. Specifically, you got a young coach I thought made a really good call. It looked like it was going to be a back-and-forth game. Who could make a stop? Uh, you know, who could stop who? And, and what does he do? He gains an extra possession. Uh, it's a back-and-forth game. They're up 17-10. to 10. He onside kicks it. They keep the ball. They score again. They go up 24-10 from that point forward. UCLA was chasing. They settled for field goals a couple of times. And, you know, Oregon, since the Georgia game, to me, on a neutral field, is the best team in the Pac-12. They get Utah at home. Uh, I think they're better than USC at at this point. So kudos for a first-year coach. Dan Lanning brings in the transfer, Bo Nix, who is playing like, you know, a top 10, maybe borderline top five quarterback right now. So I was impressed with Oregon. Did you uh, catch that one at all? Yeah, you know what? And actually, uh, I, I was I was waiting for the UCLA seven. I got it. I bet it, and uh, Oregon just uh, shoved it down the throat. I get and yep. nothing else. I, I thought UCLA's offense, um, you know, played reasonably well. Obviously, you said had a couple of field goals, but on defense, Oregon just totally imposed their will. Um, and you've seen it's funny, like you've you've seen the. I know we'll get into it in the who didn't look the Mario Cristobal effect where. That Dan Lanning walked into a ton of talent. They, I mean, they yeah, were in the trenches and just, uh, you know, they're able to tr- get in Bo Nix. They're, they're the best roster in the Pac-12, uh, I think, bar none. So you had the crystal ball where he'd accumulated, couldn't coach it, but he accumulated a bunch of talent there. And they got a coach in there that now knows what he's doing. And, uh, yeah, they look far and away the best. And that, that Georgia game is probably going to cost – probably going to cost them and the Pac-12 uh, a playoff berth there. Because uh, I think the conference is good enough the year to probably justify one. Um, yeah. But if Oregon runs the table, I, I just don't see them. I, I don't see a, a pathway for any Pac-12 team to get in. I agree with that. I mean, 49-3 to is just tough overcoming that. Had they lost like, you know, 27-10 to or something, yeah. maybe they could have overcome that. But I agree in, in that regard. Uh, is there any other teams that that caught your eye before we get to the negative? I think it's a good transition, the crystal ball. But was there anybody else that uh, caught your eye? Sadly, uh, very tragically, I got to give credit to the Troy Trojan men. Uh, that defense <laughs> oh, is is real deal. That was a tough one for me to stomach uh, in Mobile. And they just, I mean, Troy went into like old school Jim Trestle ball of like running and punting and just letting it. And South Alabama, who's been a fantastic offense all year, could not drive the field on them. Had yeah. a couple calls go against them. Turn, but, I mean, that's one of those games you knew it was going to be on the knife edge. Uh, and, and South Alabama made the mistakes. Troy didn't. And, really, they just let their defense uh, dominate and play. And I think they're I, – I, it would surprise me if they – I mean, I think they'll run the table and get to the, the Sun Belt title game. Um, and that's the – I mean, there's some other issues uh, on each side of the division. but. 
the bar none best unit in the Sun Belt is Troy's defense, uh, and they earned it. Uh, it's probably going to get him a, a Sun Belt championship. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see who comes out of the other side there. I think, obviously, Troy's in the cat bird seat there. Keep in mind, I mean, their only loss in Sun Belt play was the Hail Mary at App State. So, I mean, I boy, if they get App State, that would be a nice revenge angle for them yeah. uh, in that one. Uh, you didn't have any Troy uh, pre-flop as far as futures. You, you're just all no, South Alabama. No, I didn't have any Troy pre-flop. Oh, I had man. a lot of South Al- I had enough South Alabama to, to build a new town in South Alabama. But no, no, unfortunately, no Troy. Uh, and I was hearing from uh, some friends of the show uh, that uh, that did have some Troy, where they were letting me know about it. So uh, yeah, that was another uh, salt in the wounds for a tough week all around. Um, I'll give some one more. The Green Wave, baby. Tulane! Uh, they now, <laughs> granted, they, they kind of, uh, you know, uh, took the took the foot off the gas after being up, uh, a bit rough to being up big, but they have, now granted, that's going to be a tough finish. They got Tulsa this week, but then they got UCF, SMU, Cincinnati. Depending on who beats who, they got a shot here. They got a shot to, to I mean, I see their their prices are down to two to one, three to one to win the AAC. Um, it's a team that was under to one, 65 to one, you know, early in the season. Um, if they you depending got on the tickets, go one sixty-five to one. Once not, not as much as I had on South Alabama, one sprinkle on sixty-five to one. So I'm hoping the uh the green wave can get it done there. Uh and they'll they'll have a shot, depending on you know UCF Cincinnati, uh who wins that and if they can win one game, but yeah, they, I mean, they look great, and uh, they got a real shot now. Because those teams at the top of the AEC that we thought were going to be elite are not elite. Yeah, Houston, disappointing. UCF, terrible loss last week. Cincinnati, you know, keeps tripping over themselves as far as penalties. They haven't lost the game yet, but wouldn't be a bit surprised. I mean, you cannot have the penalties that they do on a week-in and week-out basis and not costing you a game. So, I hear you. I love Willie Fritz. Uh, one of the most improved teams in the country. They're only not cover on a game in and game out basis, I think it was a Southern Miss game. They've covered every other game since then, although they tried not to get back toward last week. That would have been a brutal bad beat up 35 nothing and a halftime lane, a touchdown and not covering. Uh, but kudos to the wave there. Uh, let's talk uh, Hurricanes, Mario Cristobal. Oh, We're going to transition to negativity. I mean, we just talked about a team that has covered every game but one, Miami's. Only cover of the season was week one against Bethune-Cookman. Ever since then, the Hurricanes have failed to cover the spread in every single game. And last week, they turned the football over eight times. To put that in perspective, that's more than any other Power 5 team in any game in 13 years. Any Power 5 team in any game in 13 years. Eight turnovers. Shamely, I bet them last week. I actually, I laid it's been ste- the numbers been steaming every week for like a month. Yeah, well, every I mean, time the last, I, I could kind of see it like the Virginia Tech game. They get, you know, they dominated, they, they yeah. gave up the back door. Van Dyke was throwing it well, even against North Carolina in the loss. That one he gets hurt. I mean, they have to go to Garcia, who's an interception turnover machine. I, I mean. Chris, look, he's going to recruit well. He'll upgrade the talent. You're going to have to give him a couple years for that. But, my goodness, X's and O's wise, it's just ridiculous. They have enough talent right now to not be losing by four touchdowns to Duke, losing you know, convincingly to Middle Tennessee. Just, I mean, that's a bad first year, to say the least, for Crystal Ball. I wouldn't be so – and listen, 
I know he was the Broyles Award winner, but anybody in the know around Uh-oh. Michigan was not. He was not. There was not a lot of tears shed when Josh Gaddis uh, left for the mic. He was not happy. He wanted to raise. He wanted to be the guy if Harbaugh left to be the head coach. And basically, the program told him no. And as you can see, this is why because the man can. They're they're mirror image of you, Cristobal. Gaddis, they were made for each other. They both can recruit. They both can sell a bunch of people, uh, you know, selling Eskimo ice and a freaking car, car salesman, <laughs> but they can't coach for stick. They literally, like, I mean, neither. And now you've got Cristobal, who said the same thing in Oregon, underimpressed, a lot of talent. Gaddis comes in, same thing. Can't go. They've got nobody there. There's no adult in the room to fix it. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see. Someone's got – it's not going to be Cristobal. I don't – it's too early and he's got too much – it's not going to be him that's getting there. Wouldn't surprise me to see maybe Gaddis uh, take the early – get you know, be the the fall on the sword there. But they got to bring somebody in. I mean, this is like – they need someone like how Gary Patterson brought in text – they brought him in and over. You need somebody in there to come in and help stabilize this um, because those two guys cannot fix it on their own. Um, And it's not going to be – they don't have enough time. Like, like, it cannot continue like this, especially with – uh, the people that are pumping my, that money in the Miami program, they're not going to accept what's happening here. No, they're not. I mean, because they invested a lot. I mean, the whole university did to, to bring in crystal ball. I mean, it's, it's kind of breaking what Miami's been about the last 20 years as far as really fully for the first time in a while investing in their football program. And so far, the ROI, big time negative. Speaking of negative ROI, another team that consistently has pumped out is probably as much money as any team in college football, and the results are, are despicable at this point. I'm talking Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher, another team I bet, believe it or not, last week. I just thought three was – I thought after a bye, I saw some things that I liked from the young players against Alabama on the road, and I thought South Carolina is a total fraud. Still think South Carolina is a total fraud. And boom, bang, I mean, before I can blink, we got a 100-yard kick return touchdown on the opening kickoff. I blink again, turnover, 10 nothing. Blink again, another turnover from AM. I'm not 17 nothing. And I'm here to tell you, I still thought there was a chance AM could cover. Haynes King gets hurt in the second half. Uh, five star comes in, he can't do anything. I, I just, it should not have come down to that to, to, for, for the fir- first place. I just, I, I don't know what needs to be said. I mean, we talked about Cristobal not having it offensively. Obviously, Jimbo's the play caller. He doesn't have an offense, so he needs to bring somebody in. The question is, will he suck it up his ego and do it? Because I look, he's only in like year two of an, uh, a 90. Everyone talks about the 10 year, $75 million contract that he originally signed. He re upped it after the 2020 season when he won that Orange Bowl. It was another 10 years for 90 million on top of that. So, I mean, I know the oil money runs deep there, but $30 million for a recruiting class, $90 million for a head coach. I mean, somebody, somebody's going to be pretty upset. So massive changes coming in, in, in Aggie land. Did you catch that game at all? Do you have any? Yeah, you know what? I actually, I, I took some t- t- Texas A&M second half. I agree with you. I thought if King, yeah. if King doesn't go down, I think they end up doing completing the comeback. Um, but yeah, I, and it's one, I saw a tweet from Dan Bolkin that said, if, was there any doubt if Jimbo didn't have anywhere close to that much guaranteed money that he'd be out at the end of the season? No, you you know, these some of these schools let the agents, uh, you know, sweet talk them into these absurd guarantees. 
And now you got you got no options. Not that gonna cut. Who's gonna cut a hundred million dollars? I mean, there's people that you know pump money in a program. Not a lot of people that can cut a hundred million dollar check uh, to buy out a guy and then have to cut another check for a new coach. Um, yeah. So and I agree. I was number Connor Weigman. Like I know he's a true freshman and that and there was some oh. talk like he came in and looked horrid like no shot whatsoever and I did see earlier that I thought King I was gonna fade. A&M this week if it was going to be Weigman. I did see a tweet earlier that King should be able to go, so we'll see. But he did not look ready to play at all. Um, and there's some there's some rumors. Uh, we've heard the, in Aggie land that they've already got a, uh, a new OC picked out for next year that's going to take over uh, and take the to control. Because, I mean, they've got no option. You can't pay off Jimbo. So the only thing yeah. you can do is really bring in a new OC to, to kind of take over and take the reins away from them because – I saw some like. <laughs> we'll see how much money they give that guy. Yeah, no, I was going to say they yeah. better tap the oil well because. Um, but something like eight procedure penalties, like Jimbo uh, not having like you know not having a silent count for the road, like these are like things that are so archaic uh, that it's still happening in his system. That's just miserable. Um, and yeah, they're they, it is uh, bad all time bad ROI and what they're spending right now. They're also missing on the defensive side of the ball. DJ Durkin's a downgrade from Mike Elko. If you don't know who yeah. Mike Elko is, he's doing a bang-up job as a first-year head coach at Duke. Uh, so I I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how that locker room is. I know they can bring in a different play caller with all the money being paid to the players. With Jimbo, you know, not great past history with the player as far as the locker room and what he did to the Florida State program. I just, I don't see it working out. So I think it's going to, I mean, I don't care who he brings in as a coordinator, but we'll see. You you mentioned Wegman. Uh, oh my goodness. Oh I mean, he my did not God. Good. Although with that being said, Haynes King said he, I mean, they could have put him back in. I wish they did for my pocketbook, but <laughs> yeah. I must be glutton for punishment. Cause I'm here to tell you, I, I bet Miami and A&M this week. I just did. Whatever. I I'm, I'm with you. I got to tell you, I'm in. Maybe this is my Tony Elliott. I am with you on Miami. Uh, I, I liked, I think, even if it's Garcia, uh, I, agree. I felt better with, again, the turnovers were bad. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I don't think Virginia's defense is going to have you know, anywhere near that amount of success. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought I swore off Miami until uh, I saw the number this week and I said, no, I'm back. I'm back. So, yeah, I agree with that one. The A and M's a little tough for me to. Me to I took stomach. plus um, three, though. That's all. I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not interested now. No, I hear you. So yeah, and if it's King, I, I think that's the right side there uh, anyway. Because obviously, I mean, as we said, Ole, it's not like Ole Miss hasn't been uh, significantly exposed here of late. So, oh, they were exposed in that second half, though. Oh my, my goodness, I think they're finally getting the meat of their schedule. And I just there's holes on that roster, and we see it because they can't consistently for 60 minutes put it all together. Speaking of not putting it together, uh, one other team that I got to mention that huge disappointment, another bet that I made that I happened to lose last week, BYU, are you freaking kidding me? Playing a Liberty team that was down, I think, 13 players. And I mean, I mean to tell you, Liberty dominated them. At the line of scrimmage, I mean, ran for like 300 yards on BYU. I get it. BYU's given up rush yards all year long. Their defense is basically broken, but – I mean, that was kind of a, a get-right game, should have been, for BYU after playing Baylor, Arkansas, Notre Dame, all these big boys. You're stepping down in class, and my goodness. I mean, that was just a bad look. Kudos to Liberty, though. Hugh Freeze, I mean, this should probably be his last year. He'll probably be the Auburn coach by this time next year, you would think. He's going for a bigger job, but 
I, I don't like BYU's future going to the Big 12 where they got to face teams week in and week out. I mean, Kalani Sataki won a lot of games against the G5 teams in 2020 with, uh, you know, a number, a first round draft pick at quarterback. And he beat some Pac 12 teams last year. But my goodness, this year has been a, an abysmal failure. Did you catch any of that one? Yeah. I mean, as you said, I agree with the chat. Like, this is the worst trenches I've ever, I can remember ever at BYU. Uh, I mean, if nothing else, they, they, they've always been a team that's been able to, uh, you know, get some, you know, 30 year old Mormons out there and, uh, you know, a defensive tackle and, and be able to, to have, you know, grown men on their defense. Um, and, and they're just getting absolutely bodied. Uh, we used to be going to the Mountain West, not the Big 12, because, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if Sataki's got uh, what his future looks like after this, because, um, it has been uh, disappointing. Doesn't even go with half of it for this defense. Uh, it is a ruthlessly horrid uh, defensive unit and defensive front. Um, and when you can't, when you can't stop the run, you're getting run on like this. Uh, there's there's not much success you're going to have. And I'm not sure how that. I mean, it's a, not the easiest place to recruit. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't I don't know what their what their future looks like. Not a place that you can bring in a lot of transfer portal in. So yeah, it's going to be tough for them to to turn it around there because, yeah, there you are. This is, this is as bad as I can ever remember BYU uh, on the defensive side of the ball. GS in the chat mentioned another one I forgot. Uh, James Madison's quarterback, late scratch. No one knew that one until almost right before kick we saw some Marshall money. And then Marshall played – they've been splitting reps a little bit between their quarterbacks. They played that uh, Fancher kid the whole game. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Look, I mean, I know we're cu- – we're, Within three, four years, we're going to get to a point where these schools are going to take money from some of the gambling companies because they just will. I know they will. There's just too much money there. But if that is indeed the case, there has to be some sort of an injury report in college football. Just has to be. Just period. I don't care if you list every freaking player on your roster questionable. I mean, there needs to be something. Now, look, I like being in the gray area in the weeds because I think you can find some value there. But, I mean, there's just a lot of shenanigans going on where I am not seeing as far as quarterback news like just total surprises. I mean, we dealt with the COVID stuff in 2020. I thought we were past all that BS, but it's what it is. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Any other teams that you got a big uh, thumbs down arrow on after last week? I'm going to pile on uh, some guy. I, I piled on Mike Leach. Uh, air raid system against a real defense. What happens? Goose egg. Doesn't work. Not going to work. I, if you're Mississippi State, I know it's not like they had this rich culture of great uh, football. Bring Dan Mullen back. I don't know what you're going to do here, Mississippi State, but Mike Leach, this area, you got sold a bill of goods from a guy that, you know, oh, he's funny quotes and, you know, oh, he's such a, you know, like the media builds him up to be that system will not work in the SEC versus anybody. You've seen it when he goes up against real defenses um, that no explosive plays. They can't run the ball, uh, and, and it's easy to diagnose. It's the same. That's why Washington kicked his ass year after year after year. Um, and in the in the SEC, you've got a half dozen Washingtons with better talent of guys that know how to run a defense, and all it takes is you know for them to, especially when they're seeing it year after year, uh, it ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work with Leach. So I don't know if they'll get rid of him or not, but they're wasting a good defense uh, with this you know pathetic version of the air raid and uh, you know Mike Leach's. Uh, you know, quirky quotes. So, uh, yeah, that ain't going to work. Uh, and they're, they're, it's just a huge failure for, for Mississippi State. 
Yeah, I mean the conference. <laughs> yeah, like well, I mean, like, this is that, and, and now, like you know, people to oh, Mike Leach, oh, he's such a so oh, man, the reality, what a guy. Like, yeah, he's, he's still running this stupid system with no adjustments in in twenty twenty two and getting his ass kicked by anybody with a half a defense. Only only getting tougher in that division. I mean, Ed, Eddie O isn't there at LSU uh, like he's been last couple of years. Uh, and then I, I do think Hugh Freeze might be the next guy at, at Auburn. And I'm here to tell you, Hugh Freeze, if you go back through it the last 10 years, going back to Arkansas State, number one coach in the country, ATS. It's like 65% in every game over the last 10 years. Uh, let's Speaking of games, let's get to some of the big games. I, I'm wearing the hat. I think that's probably the biggest game in the week. Is that we Oklahoma hat, week. I'm assuming? I know you wouldn't wear a Buckeyes hat on the show. It's got, it's got to be a – or maybe a – That's a Buckeyes. Oh, it's oh. Woody Hayes. Oh, well, I, 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 think, I didn't think you would, you know. Okay, well, 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 yeah, we'll talk that. about it. Well, we're going to disagree on the Michigan game anyway, so we'll have We some are going to disagree. Oh, I, I can't wait for that. That's going to be a spirited discussion. Uh, Buckeyes, big time favorites at Penn State, 15 and a half uh, point uh, road favorites. I'm here to tell you, I'm not that surprised that it's that number. That's about where I made it. Um, Willie Hill last week, they've been having these look aheads and Caesars. They had an 11. I knew that wasn't <laughs> going to last. So that was one bet that I did make. I didn't bet anything on the open because they opened it uh, right around two touchdowns. Not surprised that well, we're sitting here at 15 and a half. I took a little bit. The total was like 62 and a half. I, I just small bet under there. I just thought, you know, Ohio State defensively is legit. I mean, this isn't Ohio State's offense from, from the you know the past few years. And I think they can limit Penn State uh, offensively. So, did you get involved on this one yet this week? No, I have. I agree with your uh, your take there. I think uh, in under sixty one uh, is is playable, uh, but that would be. I think the, the side not so much. You know, it's it's whatever forever whatever reason. James Franklin's had a ton of trouble versus Michigan and always played up to you know Ohio State. They're getting the white out here in a little bit. Um, but do I do I have faith in Penn State's offense uh, to be able to you know consistently score with Ohio State? I mean, you've seen it even against an Iowa team that played extra and for for a team that gave a fifty point, they played well defensively. I mean, they, they were did. they had forced some turnovers. They limit they did what they could do. Uh, but this Ohio State team's got so much sand, they're eventually going to break through. Um, and I don't think Penn State uh, is going to be able to keep up running with them. Um, Sean Clifford's is not looking red. The offense itself just just has been very steady, especially against uh, you know better opponents. So for me, it would just be an under there if you can get sixty one or better. Uh, I just think the sides a little bit. If you if, you know when it was under, like you said, some of those look aheads were under fourteen. I guess, but now that it's moved over, uh, it'll be nothing for me. But I you got I the just, seventeen. I'd, I'd consider Penn State. That's probably where I would be. I don't know. Yeah, it's just one of those that I'm, I'm, I don't know if I can suck myself into it. Um, but I agree. That'd be the only side I could play once it got there. Uh, but like the, like the under a bit. Um, but, you know, it'll be one that I think I'll just, uh, just likely take in. A little bit of uh, a subdued atmosphere, possibly. Not a whiteout. First time the Ohio State game hasn't been a whiteout in, I mean, in probably a decade. Uh, that whiteout game was they somehow used it against Minnesota last week. Unbelievable. Uh, TV, the uh, Fox noon for, for that one. Let's go to another game. A lot of question marks in this game. Uh, Oklahoma state at Kansas state on the injury front. We've seen some money on Kansas state. Uh, tells me that maybe Martinez plays, if not at least be the backup. Oklahoma state's been taking money against them week after week after week. doesn't matter that they cover. They just take money against them. 
every single week. So we got Kansas State favored by one, total sitting at, you know, 56 and a half, 57. I did not get involved here. Just uh, there was too many question marks for me. Uh, obviously, Oklahoma State off another big-time performance. I want to take Kansas State. If I was told Martinez is going to play, oh, sure, I love Kansas State here after, you know, kind of a misleading loss. Do, are you part of this Kansas State money so far, the first 24 hours since open? No, nothing on this one for me. I agree with you, though. I think the questions on obviously Oklahoma State dealing with a ton of injuries. Um, you know, my issue for Kansas State would be you've seen that. I think what we saw last week is, and it's Oklahoma State team that's going to score points. Like Spencer yep. Sanders look fine. They're going to be able to put up points, um, even against a, uh, a relatively solid Kansas State defense. Like it's one of those that they're going to need to get into the the high 20s, the 30s to win this game. And I, I got to feel better about the the quarterback situation, uh, if I'm going to put it, because that obviously, I mean, we, what we saw from the surge, third string, um, they won't be able to contend. So I didn't want to lay it this early. I agree with you. I think that uh, one of Martinez or Howard, probably like the more Martinez, will play. Um, but it's not something that I was I was eagerly looking to get involved in. So it'd be a Kansas State or or pass for me uh, once you can get some more QB certainty. But I think this is one that uh, if you want the K State side, probably. Get involved. Now, this is one that I think will go to, you know, two and a half to three as the week goes on, probably before the news becomes public. It's, you know, um, that, that information is usually trading out there before the, the announcement. So I would say uh, if you're looking to get involved with Kansas State, it'd be now or never. Um, and that'd be the side I'd lean to anyway, uh, assuming the quarterbacks are back. Fair enough. Let's move to another game. And I'm not sure we're going to have too many on these big games. Just because of the biggest games of the week doesn't necessarily mean they're the best value. We go to Jacksonville, what was formerly the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. We got Georgia laying a hefty number. You don't believe that they're a top – you don't believe me that they're not a top two team? This point spread tells you they're laying 22-and-a-half against a Florida team here. You know, a Florida team that's been struggling first year uh, under their new coach. Uh, I did not bet this one. This is another look ahead last week that was 17. Thought it was light at uh, Willie Hill. People uh, – I wasn't betting these even as three, four weeks ago. People told me, hey, yeah, you can bet these look ads. I didn't even know they're available. Uh, some value there when, 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 look, when the numbers are getting tighter, even on the openers, you're looking for any added edge. And I mean, that was the only involvement that I had. I thought the openers, as far as Circa went on Sunday morning, were, were on cue. We haven't seen too much line movement here. Uh, I did. Uh, there was another game where some early money came on the over. I disagreed. I don't think Florida and Anthony Richardson are going to have much success offensively. Somebody betted up to 56 and a half through, you know, relatively key totals numbers of 55 and 56. I took a, a swing a little bit uh, on under 56 and a half, but that's all I had uh, this week on, on this one. Did you bet it? No, it's another one. And I, you know, uh, yeah. people are saying in the chat, the, and this is what we, I mean, it, it's just kind of been the, the, the antithesis of how it go. You know, the first, uh, the first five, six weeks in the season, we couldn't lose. They're giving out winners. Spreads are going to get tighter. It's harder. Uh, you know, the, as we, the season goes on, and as you've seen it, you know, today, uh, this is the quietest the market's been on a Monday all Agreed. season. Um, and, and, you know, not a ton of big movers, not much happening here. Uh, I think a lot of the, you know, the sharper stuff getting getting ready for the college basketball and that. So, and it's just, as you said, even the circus stuff is is tight. So, I didn't have anything on this one. Um a gun to my head, it would be uh, you know a Florida the twenty three there, but I, it, it's not. So I have I have doubts that their offense can put anything together uh, against this Georgia defense. They haven't been able to run the ball all year. You know, we have a lot of 
what kind of, you know, can Anthony Richardson come up with? Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. I, I probably lean towards fading some of that that over move there, but it's another one that was just real tight. Uh, and as we're going to see, you got to be more selective here as, as the weeks go on and, uh, you know, not just rushing into uh, any of the big games because uh, because they're out there. So this is another one that I'll probably, uh, yeah, well, Friday show, we have some uh, time to see fades uh, for you. So, uh, yeah, the, I don't I didn't have anything uh, on this one. It's, and it's not one that either, like, I'm, I'm – I'm a half point away from buying or any though. It's it's kind of one that I'm I'm probably not looking to trade at any point this week. I totally agree there. Um, let's move on to another one. Maybe not uh, another one that we didn't bet because it's Tennessee, it's Kentucky. Really big game. A couple of top twenty teams here, ranked on ranked matchup. Uh, haven't seen too much line movement here as far as the side. I thought maybe Tennessee might get some money. I I, I didn't. We'll see. I mean, I think it'd probably be more of a public play on the volunteers. People love betting Tennessee right now. I think they're popular, but it's nothing that I, I was racing the window to bet. There's another position. I thought the total was relatively high. I know we're talking Tennessee, but I mean, I, I don't think you can make totals too high with Kentucky involved because I think Will Levis is a little overrated. Well, what isn't overrated? I think Kentucky's defense is relatively legit. So uh, I took a little bit of under, not one of my favorite plays of the week, but that was pretty much my only position here. Did you bet it? I'm guessing you didn't. No, I'm in there. Uh, oh, you I are? Actually, yeah, I bought up some of the 14 uh, that oh, was okay. there. Um, so Where was it, was, 14? 14 was the number I was looking for, and I got it, baby. Uh, where, so, where? Where, I, there was a little bit. Canadian? You're, you're having uh, the, the Canadians go <laughs> yeah, across the board? I, I got the, uh, producer Zach, uh, you know, at some grimy Canadian convenience store, uh, you know, throwing down some of that, uh, you know, funny money there and uh, whatever they got. The, so, yeah, was able to grab. That was the number for me. Uh, so I, I took some fort. I know now that's gone, you know, mostly, you know, 12 trading across the board there. It wouldn't be a buy for me past that. Um, so I, I agree with you. I think Tennessee, uh, as much as I love them and I need them to win this game, um, you know, that was just too bad to a number for a Kentucky team that, okay, we've talked about some coaches and some programs that, like, these are the – this is, you know, getting a couple of touchdowns, a game they're going to be able to slow it down. We think they'll be able to likely have some success running the ball on Tennessee yeah. here. Um, I agree it correlates to your underplay there. So it, it's one of those that I like Mark Stoops and the way this defense has been playing and the way they can kind of run the ball just enable to to do enough to, to kind of slow it down um, and get now if it's one of those where you see like you know you get a start like last week's South Carolina M game or a couple of mistakes and they're down big early then that's not the spot Kentucky wants to be in so uh, you know um, <laughs> hey I'm only 20 minutes away from the border baby you think yeah. I know Joey K won't drive <laughs> to get some of those numbers you, you, you're crazy um, so yeah that, that's one that it was a buy for me at 14. I wouldn't play the 12 or 12 and a half. I like the, uh, I still like uh, the under on a small play at 63, 63 and a half. Um, I think Kentucky can stick around in this one. Um, and it's, it's spots that I like to play. I like to play their coach. I like to play their defense in these spots. Um, and as you said, Tennessee probably a bit inflated um, with where they're at at the moment. But I mean, no one's stopping them so far this year. Bam and stop them. Uh, they're putting up 80 against, uh, yeah. you know, with the hat, you know, an FCS team. So, uh, Tennessee, hey, I mean, their their offense is sick man. with the talent they have, and I think they'll be getting uh, should be Tillman should be full go this week. So, uh, yeah, well, they, I mean, this Tennessee Kentucky defense will be, be get all their hands full because uh, no one's really been able to slow down Tennessee all year. 
I mean, the way to slow them down is that run the football on offense. Uh, yeah, agreed. And, and I think they're capable of doing it, Kentucky. Even though, you know, early in the season they struggled without Rodriguez, uh, but we'll see. Uh, I think that would be very wise as far as the game plan goes. Uh, real quick, because I did bet this already, look ahead. Uh, instead of past posts and talking about what I bet last week, I laid it with Georgia next week, uh, 11 and a half. I made the line 14. What, what, what do you make the line next week, Tennessee, Georgia? Oh, uh, the heart it says one thing and the brain says another. Um, I agree. I mean, it's one where I, you know, the, the SEC East prices for me were, uh, you know, uh, at a position to end. Oh, I, I forgot. I know. Um, I, I would lean to agree with you. I think that's a little bit short. Uh, I haven't personally played it, but as you said, that's out there right now. If, if you want to lay it with Georgia, um, I would lean that way. Um, but I, I think Tennessee, like it, it's like they're they're peaking too early here, uh, and I think that's the game where where the team, like what what you would just said about Kentucky uh, and what they'll need to do, the, Georgia can do it a lot better. Uh, you know, yes. it's like Georgia's basically like Kentucky on steroids here with running the ball and playing defense. So um, yeah, I think that's the way to to get after Tennessee and Georgia will be better at it than than what Kentucky can replicate there. So um, I would agree with you. I haven't laid it, but um, it's one that. Uh, yeah, I'll be. Uh, I have a strong rooting interest in a uh, another Vols big upset. Final big game of the week, the one we've all been waiting for. Some disagreement from me and Kanish. It is the battle of his state, Michigan. Michigan State. Paul Bunyan Trophy on the line here. Bring Michigan. him a ball back, baby. Get the maize and blue ready for the paint because Paul's coming back home. Yeah, coming back home. I can obviously see that. However, the question is, coming back home, are you going to bring home the cash and the money home with Michigan a 22-point favorite in this one? I'm not going to beat around the bush. I like anything above three touchdowns. Give me Michigan State. I don't even – I didn't even look at my power ratings. I mean, from a power ratings aspect, does this make sense? Yeah, sure it does. But I'm here to tell you I've watched this rivalry for two decades. Line doesn't make sense if we've been watching this rivalry. Coaches change. Players change. And it's still the same thing. Michigan runs their mouth all week. They are talking about, oh, they're going to, you know, step on the throat of little brother. And it's totally the opposite. 19 meetings. Michigan's covered this number one time. One time against Sparty. I mean, I just – to me, it's a regret type of bet. Where if I'm sitting there, it's the third quarter. Michigan's messing around. They're only up seven. I'm going to be sitting there. Why in the hell did I not bet Sparty in this game? I mean, I watch this every year. Sparty plays their A-plus game every single season against Michigan. So I, I took the big dog here. You're going to tell me that this is this year's different. Michigan's going to run right down their throat. They're going to kill them. Is that where you're at on this one? Uh, you know what? No. Uh, unfortunately, right. uh, I, I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, and um, the one aspect of it uh, is that that we that I can't lay off it because, no, I'm with you on the bet, though. I'm with you on the cash of – uh, yeah, I took some some 23. A circus still has a 23 right now. Uh, I was able to even get a, a, a juice 24 yesterday. I still think 21 and a half, 22. Here's, and here's why. I, I, I'm not even going to go. I agree. I mean, betting on Mark D'Antonio in this game for, you know, 10 plus years was the highest yeah. money on earth. Um, but I'll even go. If we want to lay off. Good. Right, right. If we want to lay off uh, even just saying the, the history of the rivalry, Michigan State now, they got Jacob Slade back. They got Xavier Henderson yeah. back. They've got a few of their best players back. And now, even though they were, you know, obviously they weren't 100% coming back uh, last week, they've got the bye week. I think this is the healthiest 
we'll see Michigan State since probably week one or week two um, before they had the volume of injuries. And now, again, it's not one that I'm going to – Peyton Thorne's been getting beat up all year with a terrible O-line. He gets a week off. I think no team in America needed a bye week more than Michigan State. Uh, so I'm not telling you either, you know, I, I think Michigan wins this game, but I think over three touchdowns is too high for, for a Michigan State team that has been downgraded so much that – what they're getting back, uh, I don't think it'll be properly reflected in the number. So, yeah, give me Michigan State here over 21. I like that. I like that quite a bit, to be honest with you. I mean, assuming that I'm, I'm making an assumption that a lot of the guys they got back will be healthier and the, just the team in general will probably overperform what they have in the last four or five weeks um, and be more to that team through back to the – I mean, this game in the summer was seven, eight. No, no place was higher than 10. Uh, and now, you know, 23 so uh and i think we'll, we're gonna see more of the michigan state team that that we saw earlier in the season um that don't get me wrong is by no means great but it's not a, a three plus touchdown underdog here i think we you know doesn't need to be speculation we started to see it against wisconsin i faded them michigan state i thought they were done they look lifeless against the buckeyes i'll tell you what i saw i saw the passing game starting to get their act together reed's healthy Another player, Coleman, was stepping up. They got some yep. weapons. I like the tight end. Burger's running. Uh, I mean, they look pretty capable offensively. And look, out of the three games that Wisconsin's had Jim Leonard, I mean, they dominated Northwestern. They won't want to cover it over a good Purdue team. And Michigan State totally outplayed them. So, I mean, yep. that was a legitimate win for the Sparty in their last time out. You're right. They get healthy, forgetting all the series history stuff. I was waiting for you to push back on me because I was kind of hesitant. I'm okay betting it myself, but I was hesitant making a best bet for this show. No, lock it in. I'm, I can't believe this is over three touchdowns. I, I, I was lock it in. <laughs> I best thought bet. this would be 17 and a half, 18. Uh, the, you know, I mean, in fact, this got up to, you know, 23 and a half some places, even touched 24. Um, I mean, that is – yeah, yeah, that it's an insane price for me. So, um, and as we said, I don't think some of the Michigan State stuff is. If you're looking at full season data, you would think, okay, yeah, Michigan State's absolutely trash dumpster. But if you look at it, uh, you know, more granularly, like they should be much better uh, than they've been for the majority of the season. So, yeah, I like that uh, over three TDs. That's a that's a double best bet. Love it, Michigan State double best bet. Love it. A uh, couple others. Just real quick, uh, don't want to go too long here. I know you got a couple meetings you got to get to. <laughs> I'm <laughs> you know, Hey, listen, you know Joey Kazal's got to go, baby. Uh, a couple of lines that stood out. TCU, a team I do want to fade. I just don't know if West Virginia is that opponent. I think the public's going to uh, want to bet TCU. They're going to see a short number, seven and a half. We've already seen money on TCU. I did bet TCU. Not that I love them. I just thought, eh, I mean, this line's only going to go up um, in, in this game. So, that's one that jumped out to me. I'm just going to go rapid fire, and then you can, uh, you know, mention anything that caught your eye. I was stunned Notre Dame opened a favorite against Syracuse. I bet Syracuse there. Now it's about where I expected Syracuse three. I, I honestly was expecting to bet Notre Dame. I was like, can I get more than three with Notre Dame? Um, this is the type of game you don't want to lay points with Notre Dame, even against UNLV. They somehow fuck it up. I uh, can't. I mean, you know, he's like, here, have these block punts. Here, have this, here, that. And Notre Dame can't do it with, you know, a high school quarterback. Um, Northwestern Iowa, I bet over 31 and a half. That total was ridiculous. I know it's Northwestern Iowa. I'll probably lose, but 31 and a half is the lowest total I've ever seen. And then we kind of already mentioned it. I thought, you know, 
Ole Miss, people are going to probably think it's short. Uh, early money on AM, I'm part of that. So any other lines that caught your eye or any of those games that I mentioned that uh, you're involved in? Well, I actually, you know, I took, and maybe uh, call me a suck here. I took some of Pat's cats at uh, 11 and a half there in that one. I agree, you know, with the, uh, obviously, you know, it's going to be an absurdly low total there. Um, I don't, I thought Northwest, they made, uh, I, I, was Halinski not healthy or did they just make a, a QB change for the sake of it? That was another one that kind of uh, spurred me on surprise there, but. A little bit were, of both. Yeah. They've been banged well, up, but they wanted to, you know, I guess catch some fire. They did a little bit. They moved the football. Yeah, they did. They moved the football all right. And I mean, at this point, uh, I they're like, there's no saving this Iowa offense. Uh, they're like, it's just, it's, and I agree that the defense has been playing fantastic every week. Uh, I even think, you know, it's funny. They troll Spencer Petrus. Um, that Padilla is worse. Like, they bring him in and all he does is turn the ball. Like, that's why they've stuck with us. So, I don't care who I was playing at quarterback. Um, I think it's a spot I love back in, uh, you know, Fitzgerald in some of these low total games where he's getting a bunch of points. So, uh, yeah, that's one for me. Uh, I liked once it got the 11, 11 and a half. I was in on Northwestern there. Um, there's... There's a couple of UAB. Uh, Dylan Hopkins got hurt. They're going to FAU. Yeah. Um, so there's Man, a couple I hate of, Willie Taggart, though. He sucks. Yeah, I know, I know. I got sucked into FAU futures after that week one Charlotte game. Uh, there were some saying I, I thought that was real, and then they sucked ass the rest of the season. Um, a couple of another, James Blackman uh, was like a late yeah. trip to there in that game. So there's a couple other, you know, we, we've mentioned, uh, we went, went through this last week of just their, some under the radar QB stuff on some of these teams where in conferences where it's just, it's hard to get reporting. Um, Florida State's one we talked about earlier. I don't think Sims is going to be able to give it a go. Uh, Gibson, the worst player I've ever seen play quarterback for anybody. So that's a brutal one. Um, what are you, where are you at? I want to get your, this is, uh, so I grant, this one opened up and it's like, and maybe I just felt like, uh, I was betting, you know, like, maybe I bet too much Illinois recently where, like, I couldn't believe Illinois opened up under a TD versus Nebraska. So uh, I got in there. I know there's still yeah. some flat seven around, mostly seven and a half. You have a, a number of take there on that one? I'm part of it. Somebody beat me to it. I think it opened even five. I laid six. I mean, I couldn't believe it was under a touchdown. I mean, Illinois is legit. I mean, I, I faded the team a couple times, lost my ass against them. Yep. I mean, they got the number one statistical defense in the country in pretty much every metric, yards per game, yards per play, points per game. I mean, Bielema must playing like – they look like Wisconsin under him, to be honest with Seriously. you. Seriously. Uh, I mean, they're just dominating. I mean, they were they beat teams worse than the final. Nebraska, I mean, with an interim coach, I don't know, off a of bye. I mean, is he looking for work or is he prepping the team? I I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am part of Illinois. I'm stunned that what didn't open seven and a half. So if you can find some, you know, seven with some extra juice, I think that's worth it. Uh, you mentioned Arkansas State. It's just not the quarterback. They were down to a third stringer. They were yeah. down six or seven other starters. So if you're wondering why your boys – South Alabama taking money. It's just not the Kanish syndicate, folks. It's it's not just pro South Alabama money. It's very anti Arkansas State, who hasn't. They mentioned this. They're one of the eight teams that haven't had a buy yet that are playing a ninth consecutive week. They are super banged up, as banged up as any team in the country. So I think anything under two touchdowns is probably worth at least a little bit of a look, even though it's kind of expensive now in South Alabama, Louisiana Tech. Is down to a third-string quarterback, yeah. at least at the end of the game they were. Keep an eye on that situation. Uh, if McNeil or Downing can't play, that's why FIU's taking a lot of money, and FIU's kind of you know, been 
<laughs> they've rebounded quite nicely on the last couple of weeks. Seriously. Toledo, Daquan Finn, we kind of mentioned it. Keep that was very on that is because it was literally like the last play of the game. He didn't get up. He got smoked. Yeah. Um, and it's and again, the, as we said earlier in the pot, like there's no update. There's no update. No, nobody knows. No. So I thought it might have been a concussion. Um, but obviously that's one uh, we probably won't know until uh, later in the week or, uh, you know, 60 seconds before game time. Yeah, so, I mean, how do you handle that? So, I, I I would say this. I mean, anything above a touchdown, take a flyer on Eastern Michigan. I mean, yep. and just watch the news. But, I mean, I'm telling you, if he's out, <laughs> it ain't going to close seven. I'll put it that way. Totally agree. Uh, let, before we get to other best bets, I just want to make sure we're getting everything out of the chat. Uh, I saw someone mention a bunch of big dogs. I'm not interested that much in Arizona, although there's backdoor potential there uh, in, in that one from uh, – uh, John, uh, Nevada, I mean, they stink, but I mean, what's San Jose State's mind, uh, frame of mind after a player died? I won't get into the fact that I have a San Jose State overseason win total bet of five. Mm, that hurts. Uh, Colorado, no, Colorado State, not against Boise State. I, I don't oh, see it. There. South Florida, uh, starting quarterbacks out, so they're down to a third string guy. Keep that in mind. I hate. Holgerson, but I don't want South Florida in that one. So the, my best one probably be Nevada, even though they stink uh, there. But as Crestman mentions, you bet on trash, you expect trash. <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah, you. You got to know what you're getting, yeah, especially some of the stuff. Uh, and as you said, the info um, is you really got. It, it's hard to find, um, but you gotta you gotta some of these, especially later. I mean, this is the most like the volume QB injuries out there right now is nuts. Uh, as you said, we thought like, you know, once the COVID season's over that we won't have to, you know, but there's just so many QB injuries right now that uh, you really got to have, uh, you really got to keep up or, you know, you're going to get, you know, lost in the wind here. I mean, I'm not breaking news. You don't have to be Elon Musk to figure this out, but I mean, in today's day and age, man, the quarterback is everything. Yeah. I mean, Nick Saban goes out. What'd that line move? A point? A starting quarterback goes out. Even a Matt kid can move three, four points. Sure, a head coach over a course of a, a couple-year period is worth more, but individual games, these quarterbacks are everything now, especially you don't have a quality backup. I mean, hell, Alabama almost lost that idiotic Jimbo Fisher A&M team without Bryce Young. I mean, it's just – that's why you can stay on top of it. I just And with no injury report, it's everything. UTEP, Middle Tennessee, under 53-and-a-half. Didn't bet it. That seems right. Uh, I mean, Middle Tennessee's, uh, they've been missing that wide receiver. Their offense hasn't been that explosive. You could always get win there in the Sun Bowl. Pitt, UNC, I kind of like Pitt. I think anything over three. Uh, that was a misleading final there. I'm anxious yeah. to hear your thoughts there. Uh, they were just minus like three or four turnovers against Louisville. North Texas, 10 and a half. Could see it uh, there. I mean, just numbers-wise, that makes sense against Western Kentucky. Uh, they've been playing well, almost beat UTSA outright. Eastern Michigan plus 11, that's a hell of a bet from, from Mickey Hill. Uh, I wish I had that bet. Uh, UConn catching eight and a half. My numbers say BC, believe it or not. I yeah. mean, look, look uh, I really think Jim Moore Jr. is doing an outstanding job. I think we'd be talking about him more if he didn't have his entire skill position unit, you know, banged up. I just think it's – look, BC's banged up on the offensive line, but – I, I thought it'd at least be 10. Did you bet that one yet? Yeah, I actually uh, filled some eight and a half uh, later with B. I think BC has been playing a bit better too. Uh, you know, they've been reasonably uh, like the last few weeks kind of getting it together. So yeah, I actually laid a little, not a ton, but laid a little bit of BC there. Um, 
I'll tell you, I'll lock in a there we another go. ugly Big Ten best bet here. Uh, give me the boys uh, from Hoboken here with a little Jersey love. I'm taking Rutgers 14 and a half. Um, that steamed up through uh, once across the 14, I was in. I think Rutgers defense is real deal. Uh, yeah. They've been able to, you know, they outside of they had a couple fluky plays early in that Indiana game. Um, and then they shut them down throughout the rest of the game uh, and were able to claw back uh, and, and cover that one. Um, I think Minnesota, it's it's too much respect. It's too much respect for a team that, that had barely has any passing game. So I know some of the metrics and stuff uh, kind of still like Minnesota, but I, I think this is too many points in a game that I like Rutgers defense. And hopefully, uh, I know that, you know, they changed OC. Um, they're able to get a little bit going uh, on offense against Indiana later as the game progressed. Um, but this it, is too many for me against a Minnesota team that that has been very, very, uh, they got no explosive plays. They, they've really been able to tip down on offense. Uh, Tanner Morgan banged up. Um, so give me the, give me over two TDs uh, with uh, the Rutgers. Uh, Scarlet Knights, baby. I laid 12. But I thought the line should be 14. So, again, numbers, not teams, folks. 14 and a half, I can see it. So, especially when you look at Minnesota, I get why they're struggling on offense. No Altman Bell. Ibrahim missed a game. Uh, obviously, Tanner Morgan didn't play against Penn State. Disappointing thing to me is Minnesota's defense has been absolutely yeah. abolished the last two weeks. I mean, Illinois ran up and down their throat. Uh, and then we saw, you know, Penn State have their way. So, I, I can see it. Uh, I, again, I laid 12 because I thought it should have been 14, 14 and a half. Yeah, you could talk me into uh, taking Rutgers there. So no disagreement in that one. Uh, I'll get the best bet. We'll see if there's any disagreement here. I like Texas Tech. I think they're the most underrated team in the country. I like Baylor a lot. I like Baylor's head coach. I, I want to play on Baylor. But right now, I think there's more value on the Texas Tech side. They have played three different quarterbacks this year. They have played a top 10 schedules in terms of schedule strength, and they have outgained every single opponent this year. They absolutely destroyed West Virginia. Now, turnovers played a role, but still, when you looked at the yardage metrics, the yards per play metrics, they dominated West Virginia. So it's a team. I hope they don't play Tyler Shuck. I hope they stick with Morton, the young quarterback, who's the future. Donovan Smith, he turns the football over too much. So I just think – the line should be three. That's a key number. We're under three. I like Texas Tech two and a half. Um, they, don't, they opened a the dog. We've seen early money. I'm part of it on Texas Tech. You have a, a, an opinion here? You know what? I I, I was going to say I dicked around a little bit uh, and didn't jump on that that early enough. Um, as kind of waiting to see it now. It now it's gotten out to you know where I said it, where it, see it's more fair. Uh, you know, around two and a half, three. There, I was surprised. I mean. Their defense, uh, and I know there was some some wind going on, some conditions there, but it didn't affect it didn't affect Texas Tech uh, against West Virginia because they go. shut down J J T Daniels. They weren't West Virginia wasn't able to run the ball either. Um, and now they're you know like you go back um, and their body of work looks looks relatively you know more impressive than you wouldn't uh, see there. Uh, I mean, obviously they beat Texas outright. Uh, Tight game versus Kansas State. Uh, tight game they should have won versus Oklahoma State. Blow the doors off West Virginia. I agree with you. Team's underrated. Uh, the, the new quarterback they they installed is is real deal. Um, and it would be uh, I, I'm sorry, I, I regretting not getting a jump the jump early enough, but it would still be minus two and a half or nothing for me. 
In the weeds a little bit here, Joey McGuire, the new head coach at Texas Tech, was basically the right-hand man at Baylor for the first couple of years uh, under uh, the, the head coach there. So he knows those players. He recruited them at uh, Baylor. So he's going to know some strengths and weaknesses uh, on that side uh, more than what people are probably alerted to here. So that's one for me. Michigan State, Texas Tech, I'm trying to think. Uh, if there's any – you got another one before I look to see the board here and see if I got another best bet? I took one more, I, I and I got to play this one. I, I took Old Dominion uh, at, at the plus go. four there uh, at Georgia State. It's a Georgia State team that I was higher on coming into the year uh, than I ended that I'm that I'm at right now. Um, I, you know, it's a team that has kind of underperformed relative to me recently. Um, and I think Old Dominion um, is another one. It's kind of two teams that thought we're we're tracking a little bit uh, in different directions here. Um, and I don't know. It's an old Dominion team that that I'm I'm believe now again. I know they blew the game uh, against Georgia Southern, but I mean they absolutely pasted Coastal. Um, and I think that they're playing some better football there. So I'm I'm going to take the points there in that one. Um, versus a Georgia State team that really like uh, Dan they're in Granger. Like if he cannot, um, if they basically have to run the football. I think Old Dominion's defense has been better than I thought it would be. And Georgia State, it, it's it's not a team that I like laying points with there. Uh, it's an easier team to defend. I mean, Georgia, this is Granger against App State, whose defense is highly questionable. Nine for 23, 73 yards and a pick. Um, just brutal when they, they're forced to throw the ball. And I think Old Dominion uh, can kind of force them into that. Old Dominion's offense been been rolling a little bit better than I thought, too. So give me the plus four there. I've been giving this out on other platforms. It's moved a little, but I still like it because I'll tell you what, if the kid plays, the line's going to go up even three or four points. I'm going to lay it with Florida State. I'm not a big big favorite guy, but I even if Jeff Sims plays, he's probably hobbled. Right. And I don't know how much the, the, the team, after losing the first game against the interim last week, how much are they going to be bought in Georgia Tech moving forward? I think, generally speaking, Florida State's underrated. They've lost three straight. They're off a bye. They've been banged up. They'll be healthier than what they've been in the, the last three, four weeks. I just think this game has blowout written all over it, especially if Zach Gibson plays for Georgia Tech. I mean, the guy couldn't even complete a pass. Literally, could not complete passes Literally. Literally. last week. I mean, I just think – I mean, if Sims plays, yeah, sure, maybe it's a little expensive. But then again, I'm not sure. Uh, again, I mean, I could see – and they were losing by margin – I mean, Ole Miss beat them 42 nothing. Sims was in there. Clemson got margin over them. Uh, and, again, I just think it's a buy-low spot for Florida State. They need to get right, need a blowout win, and I think they definitely get a Gibson play. So I'll lay the 23 here with the Knowles. I mean, I, I think we're heading towards 24, and if Gibson gets announced in, we're blowing past 24. I mean, this number really climbs up there because I don't know what, how big of a doubt he's – at least six points. Right. I mean, from what I saw on Thursday night, from Sims to Gibson is six points, and we're still not there yet. No, I agree with you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I laid some early twenty. I don't mind laying the twenty-two and a half still. Um, I, I mean, part of the the cap there was, uh, you know, like Sims missed a couple. Uh, you know, their big plays there. I think Georgia Tech, um, if they hit those plays early, and Sims is in, I, I'm feeling good about where it's at. Instead, Gibson comes in. And there was there was plays all over the field to be made against that Virginia defense, uh, and he was just awful, awful, awful. So yeah, and I think Florida State getting a little bit of a break here. Um, they should be, especially if it's Gibson, they should be able to roll. 
Steven asked about Louisiana Tech uh, moving against FIU. GS in the chat answered it. Yep, Louisiana Tech possibly down to a third-string quarterback in that one. It's not all FIU money, although they turned it around a little bit. They basically fired Charlotte's head coach by getting an outright upset win. Um, They showed some life, showed some life against UTSA. They pulled an outright upset on the road against New Mexico State. So I think generally speaking, FIU market threw them in the trash when they lost 73 to nothing to Western Kentucky. And they've been playing better as of late. So that's why that movement's there. I will say, though, keep an eye on it. If McNeil or Downing are playing, six and a half would be cheap on the Louisiana Tech side. So, it's yeah. <laughs> folks, it's number, it's injury information at quarterback. And it's all about getting the right number. I'm not, you know, I, I'll wait and see. I'll be firing Louisiana Tech, to be honest with you, if they get one of those two guys. Because keep in mind, they competed. Uh, there's not much of a downgrade from those two guys. So, that would be cheap if one of those two guys gets uh, announced. And uh, did you bet FIU already? No, I, I didn't take part in that. I, yeah, I was a little worried that, uh, that as you said, La Tech uh, could you know get one of the QBs back. Uh, and as you, I totally agree with you. It, it's it's way cheap if they're able to. Um, if not, I'm fine passing on it because uh, it's not like I'm dying to bet FIU in the roadies. So yeah, I agree. I agree. With uh, Crestman, one or two more here for the road. Uh, Coastal Marshall hoping for a three. I get it. Uh, I made it three, although Marshall, I think, is a Jekyll and Hyde team that you can't trust. I think, generally speaking, though, Coastal's overrated. We saw that come to fruition in a blowout loss against Old Dominion. But off a of bye, do they reset a little bit? They've also been a team that was banged up at the skill position. And, again, I don't know what you're getting with Marshall. Are we getting the Marshall team that beat James Madison in Notre Dame? Or are we getting the Marshall team that lost to Bowling Green, lost Louisiana? I mean, I, I don't know what I'm getting there. So it's, they're almost unbettable, to be honest with you, because I, I don't know what I'm getting. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I agree. I don't, I don't really have a, I don't have a position in that one. I don't really plan to either. You got any closing thoughts here? No, I think uh... – you know, I think we're we're mostly uh, we're mostly on rep. As you said, spread's tighter. Uh, you know, we're kind of taking the volume down a notch. So uh, if you're out there, you know, staking stuff. Obviously, this is the hands down my lowest volume uh, of the week so far. So yeah, this will probably be. Uh, hopefully, we can close it out strong with a couple good ones. But uh, yeah, it's going to be probably a little lighter from here going forward. Are we betting the Dolphins? <sighs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, I. The, the lion that should have covered that. Jamal Williams holds on to the ball. He scores that touchdown. They're going to cover. Zach was ter- Zach was terrible. Um, uh, you know, but no, nah, you know what? That was the spot that I wanted to back them in. Uh, this one, uh, shot, to be honest with you, yeah, it'd be fins or nothing for me. Um, because it, it's and again, and now we're back to dealing with St. Brown's out of I don't know. The injuries have just piled up into nothing. So golf's the golf's off the reservation again. So. Yeah, the year. Hopefully, uh, you know, at this point, just just keep losing and get bring in Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Love it, folks. That is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Knish. I'm sorry, Alex and Rob. I had to sneak in a Lions question because uh, I think there's <laughs> might be some, oppor- might be some opportunity them. there uh, to make some money this week. That'll do it for week number nine. There he is, and Mr. Leach. Uh, he's not playing Alabama this week, so uh, fortunately he gets a bye. Uh, that'll do it for week number nine of Hit the Books, part of the Hammer Betting Network. We'll talk to you guys next week. Talk to you, brother. <laughs>